Hey guys, this is John and Austin. This is another episode of the Meat Logistics Podcast presented by Waltons. So we've, this will be released right after Thanksgiving. So hopefully everybody had a good Thanksgiving, all our Meat Logistics members and podcast listeners. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a good Thanksgiving because I know where I'm going. <laughs> I am going to the Waltons family you're, you're you're officially part of the family if you weren't already because basically yeah, yeah i mean i just got back from a hunting trip with your dad and i'm going to thanksgiving well, my dad my sister my brother right like you're your just, brother's yeah. son i think you're taking my place i don't <laughs> think you're just becoming part of the family i think you're taking my pushing place. austin slowly out like no i'm here you don't need him <laughs> um yeah but without kids that'll never That'll never happen. Yeah. Your dad said something funny. We were talking about favorites because um, somebody asked, John, are you a Walton? And we just all were laughing. <laughs> and your dad said, what, what's funny to me is that you guys may or may not know none of you matter. Hudson is the only one I care about right now. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's uh, his oldest son's oldest son. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm making strombolis to bring. Sounds a good call. Yeah. Well, Figured. What's, what's all going in that? Uh, ham cheese and pepperoni. Oh man, it's just wrapped up in whatever. Wait, you're that putting sounds a, awesome in a pizza-related dish. You're putting something that's not pepperoni. It's not. A, is ham acceptable in that type of ham? Thing? Ham is traditionally. How come? In a, I'm going to make some with provolone cheese and some with mozzarella. Now, what? Okay. Why is it a strong? But why is it just not pizza with just crust also on top? That's that'd be a calzone. No, a calzone. Well, I think they're all the same. Like, what's the difference? No, calzone. <laughs> The difference is uh, calzone will have ricotta cheese and there is something else I can't. It's something to do with the sauce. Like a stromboli, you dip in a sauce. Yeah, calzone has sauce in it. Right. Stromboli does not have there sauce does in it. it. Yeah. Okay. And then that the other big one, though, is the ricotta cheese, which will not be in mine because it's <laughs> disgusting. That sound good, though, man. Although, wait, 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 but you, we were, we were converting you. Yeah, when we were at Patrick's Where wedding. They it had Patrick's yeah, wedding. Yeah, ricotta cheese in the lasagna. You were like, this is good. It was delicious. Right, almost to the point where maybe it didn't have ricotta cheese. I have no clue. We need to find out. I, yeah, sure. Call somebody. Why don't you call them? I don't know who they are. You were there. Do you know who? I know the name Catered of the place. It? Yeah. Yeah, the people there. They oh, all, all, okay. in, all in house. They yeah, do it sure. there. Cool. Cool. Just call them. Do you guys have a ricotta cheese in your lasagna? Oh, let me find out. Uh, <laughs> no? All right, bye. That's it. Yeah, that sounds like a great conversation. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Uh, but all right, before we get to anything else, let's get to uh, featured flavor. I've got some bratwurst here that I just cooked up, um, and I did cook them up in the uh, toaster oven, so not as good, but still will give us a good indication of the flavor. These are the Loaded Liberty, sausage that we don't make all that much, um, and I put a very small amount of what will be a slightly milder version of our new ghost pepper cheese. So mm. this will be a, a little spicy more of an indication of what that would taste like than what it will actually taste like. Man, I get, there's always good sound effects with you guys eating. We should also, we should double down and like, you know, get paid from like Adobe stock or something. We I stepped Ooh. back from the microphone. No, I don't mind I it. Tried. I'm saying okay. let's get paid for it. It's like ASMR with two dudes with mustaches eating food. <laughs> I was this close to shaving my mustache this morning. What happened? Um, I was going to shave it, and then I was like, wait, I got to talk to Leo first. I, I don't want him to just, like, cry because 
he's like, I just wanted your mustache. Oh, like, because he would cry. He cries. Over, he cries over stuff like that. So you guys look like a strong man twins from the 1920s holding dumbbells, standing on each other's shoulders, <laughs> upturned mustache. So what happened? Did he say don't? So I, I, then I asked him. Uh, I was like, hey, buddy, what do you think? Should I shave off my mustache? And he's like, I don't know. And he's thinking about it. And he's like, no. Nah. He's like, you should keep it. I'm like, okay, we'll keep it for now. Well, mine is coming off as soon as as soon as I'm contractually allowed to. You you cheated, though. You've, How did I cheat? You've been, you've, you've been uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you call it? Trimming it. Oh, you didn't no, just let it grow only, for a month. The only thing I did is cut it. Like I took it sideways around the lips. Or and yeah, just stopped it right. Oh. Did you watch lips. a video where they kind of they go that way, and then that way, or you just no, oh, you I winged it? Good. <laughs> ah. We're done. Okay, Loaded Liberty. What are your thoughts? Very good. I, I wish. I don't know. I wish it had a different name because Loaded Liberty doesn't like tell you what it tastes like, Can we and I don't know name? what to explain it as. It's just it's really good. Really strong um, onion flavor, sour cream, and chives. Those are the three flavors. I'm like, that's in there. Mm. And then the ghost pepper cheese obviously gives it a little bit of bite that it wouldn't have normally. But this is a milder ghost cheese, ghost pepper cheese, and I didn't put much in. Yeah, the heat's very mild. Like, to be honest, that's um, almost a nice touch to it that, like, um, I know like my fir my first inclination is like shove as much cheese into it as you can. Someone mm -hmm. actually was cracking jokes about that on Meatistics this week. Somebody was talking about how much cheese and they're like, Austin would tell you to put more, blah, 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 and something. They were going on about it. But um, uh, just like a touch of it is it's really good. It's you still get the cheese creaminess, um, but you're not just overpowered by the heat. So I love it. Yeah. All in all, very good. Give it a try. It's loaded Liberty sausage. We're talking. It's got salt, sugar, dehydrated vegetables, which are onion, garlic, horseradish, and chives. Mm. Wonder why I pick up chives more than anything else. Man, okay. uh, spice, natural fruit and spice extractives. That concerns me. Uh, dry vinegar, maltodextrin, MSG, whey solids, natural sour cream flavor, and natural uh, cheddar cheese flavor. So maybe we didn't even need to add cheese. But I'm going to continue to eat this. I don't know. I don't really get the cheddar cheese, but I don't know. It is the very last ingredient, so there's not yeah, there's not a ton of it. It's probably there. one of those things. It's not. It's, you're not made to like actually like get the whole flavor. It's just complementing other things. Okay. Um, our bet. <sighs> for those of you who are listening to this for the first time. Uh, Austin and I have a bet yearly on who finishes higher in the final rankings, Notre Dame or Kansas State. It's been a bit of a down year for both of us. We both have three losses. It's been hor horribly depressing. Both of us should have been better this year. Yes, absolutely. I especially thought we were going to be better when we lost to Ohio State on the last second play. But no. Um, but we're 18 and you're 19. I know. It's it one... And they don't. I, they don't even show what the point differential is. It's just here's the ranking. I want to know how close are we? Because in my mind, this last week, if we would have done what we were supposed to do, and we would have actually like just rammed the game home against Kansas, we we would have overtaken you guys. Um, but 
we can't get our act together and we barely win the game by three points, four points. And who do you guys play? Are. This week we play Iowa State. One okay. of the, to be honest, like, it, yeah, one of the, in my opinion, the best rivalries in the country. Um, it's been the, it's is the Kansas, Iowa State, K State, Iowa State. It is the longest running, ri- currently the longest running rivalry in history. Farmageddon, baby. Wheat uh, versus corn. It have, is, it's it's the national game on Fox on Saturday night. I have oh, a skeptical wow. hippopotamus face on this. I've never even I've, heard. The yeah, word. this is not a rivalry Farm outside of yeah, this yeah. little area. The, of the longest country. running Dude. rivalry in college football. Unless history. unless Seneca Wallace is on Iowa State, I'm not watching. So <laughs> who cares? Yeah, I don't know. It 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 it, it, it at least hits enough uh, in the ratings that they put it on the national spotlight. On a lot Fox, of delusional so. people out there. But so. your your door Farm to <laughs> conference championship is closed, right? No. It, here's the oh, I just. I'm so I'm so fired up about everything like about that right now because the Big Twelve they claim to have clarified the rules and it's a bunch of BS. They changed the rules. One could argue that they changed them into a way that is actually fair, er, but they still changed them. And you can't change the rules in the middle of the season. It's wrong. No, that's K- accurate. K State, if we went, if we would have, if we would win out as of like two weeks ago, we were going to be in the conference championship game. They changed the rules. Now the only way for us to get in is mass chaos. Whereas we had the tiebreakers. According to the rules, it was very explicit of how it would be. And we had the tiebreakers. The tiebreaker was going to be basically who beat uh, Kansas and Iowa State. We still have to play Iowa State. I'm assuming we beat Iowa State. Sure. If we would beat those two, that that was the tiebreaker between the rest of the, the top three, four teams involved in Going, who's going to the championship and they changed it and now we're screwed so who do you need to lose next week texas um or we need oklahoma and oklahoma state to lose okay you if texas loses in theory unless they change the rules again it will default back to the way the rules were before they changed and we will own the tiebreaker again amongst all those four Jeez. and we should be the number one seed but they will probably come out and say well these rules aren't aren't fair and we don't like how it is and they will knock us out again. I almost guarantee K-State will not be in the Big 12 championship no matter what happens because for whatever reason, somebody has it in their head that they don't want them in this year. That makes me happy know. though. If we would get in, we we will overtake you. Absolutely. Unless you lose. Mm, we could still. No, you can't if have it a was fourth a, loss and be ranked above us. Yeah. If it was a close, if it was against Texas, who's going to be by then, they're what, six, seven, um, we do another overtime loss to Texas. We I, we could jump you still. Unlikely. Um, we play Stanford, so yeah, we should cool. both win those games. Finish at eighteen and nineteen, and then I do two pay shopping. The, this is going to be absolutely fantastic if you somehow lose. I don't. It will just like totally change things around. I don't even care what happens to K State really the rest of the year. I just <laughs> I I'm so. I'm so upset right now that K-State is just getting screwed. We're having a bad year, and I'm going to have to wear a toupee because of it. You are going to have to wear a toupee, and we're going to have to go out to the grocery store and to a restaurant. And we're going to watch you try to sell Austin with hair. Somebody said I should get you a really good toupee, and hopefully that <laughs> kicks off like you being like, oh, I like this. And then you start wearing toupees, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get you a ridiculous looking toupee. So I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even want to. 
I know you look, don't want to do look it. or think about any of it until it is actually factual. Fair I'm, enough. I'm still holding out like a glimmer of hope that I'm not going to have to do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, I just got back from a pheasant hunting trip in uh, Colby. I went out with Brett, Allie, his Brett's daughter, his wife, his son, and um, his son's oldest son. Hudson is seven. So he didn't hunt with us. He just walked all the fields. He was wearing a vest that was like six sizes too large for him. It hung <laughs> all the way down to his boots, but he was loaded down with birds. Really? Like he just kept grabbing birds and putting them in um, and just trucking along, being a, a little trooper. He was not going to let anything stop him. A bird would go down and he would race the dogs to get there first. Uh he had a blast, it seemed like, at least. That's, yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like my brother's son. Somebody was asking, like, how's a seven-year-old going to go through the field? I'm like, my brother's going to yell at him, like, get up and go. Get the <laughs> he just, just, yeah. He the, required no. The two of them are just very determined individuals. Yeah. Uh, but our our guide, we went with a new new guide this year for a couple of, well, our the people we normally go with just didn't do it this past year. Um, talk to them. They're going to do it next year, but. So we go with this guy and we don't, you know, it's the first time we're doing it with someone different. So we don't know how it's going to go. We're talking to him the day before. So we get in the field and he's like, we're going to go down to this place. As we pull in, we see pheasants fly into the field. We're like, okay, well, that's good. Um, and your father makes a nice shot on the edge and the guy like just goes ballistic in celebration. Really? We're like, okay, we're in good hands. Like we're going to have a good time. Um, and that first day we, we only missed one pheasant. Um, and it, I mean, it got up like 80 yards away and was flying away from us. I think e either your father and I took a shot at it, just like, you know, why not? Um, or your brother and I, but we had no real hope of, of getting it. So we nailed every bird down the next day. Well, that night I win another gun. So <laughs> took a bathroom selfie with it. I did take a bathroom selfie, <laughs> selfie with it. It was uh, an amazing picture. I won a, a TriStar over under 12 gauge. Which now means I have five shotguns and I shoot shotguns exactly twice a year at the bust of clay and this. Those are the only events I, because I just don't do a lot of bird hunting. Um, anyways, but I use that gun the next day because I am a child and can't not do that. Yeah. Uh, but I shot much better with it. The very first bird that came up, your brother, like it was right in front of your brother. He took two shots at it, missed them both. Um, then another bird came up, he missed that. Another bird came up. I missed two shots at it. But then after that, we just were like, he and I, we were smoking them. I don't know how many birds he and I shared because we both shot it. But there was one that I think we just, we might have even just left it in the field because we basically exploded it. Oh, We yeah. both hit it like dead center at 15 yards and it just, the feathers went everywhere. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I, I only got like a little bit of story from my dad, but the, the biggest thing he said was that basically, he basically said you and Cole sucked on the second day. What? So did you actually turn it around? Oh like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He said it kind of nicer than that, mm. but. The I'm, first day we were bad or the first day I was bad. Or maybe um, it was the first day. Yeah. The first oh, day. Okay. Uh, but no, the second day we, that first little, you know, hundred yards we were struggling with, but then we were much okay. better after that. Cool. Um, all right, then we've got, uh, our Black Friday deals are going to be released the same day that this is being released. So if you're listening to this and you were looking for any size manual sausage stuffer, those are on sale between 
uh, 20 and 28% off, depending on the size. We've got the meat bag tape machine for just 12 bucks. Uh, we've got 28% off the 600 pound scale. We've got 30% off the jerky rack and pan. Uh, the fresh seal vacuum sealer, our little black one is just 90 bucks. Uh, we've got 25% off the 12 inch pro and the chambered vacuum sealers on sale again. That's $250 off. So that's going to be $849.99 um, from Black Friday through Cyber Monday. Now on Cyber Monday, we are going to have our long live stream. Uh, we're going to start it at noon and go to five. We're going to have some guests in every hour for 30 minutes. So at one, uh, I think either Dylan or Flip comes in for 30 minutes at two. The other one comes in. No, Kurt. Kurt comes in because I kept him and your father far apart <laughs> intentionally so that they don't bleed <laughs> over into each other and we lose complete control of the live stream. Um, but yeah, so we'll have people coming in. If anyone has any good meat processing questions, join us for that. Dylan is a great resource for that. Um, I started a post on Meatistics. If you have a real intricate question, please post it there first so I can show Dylan so that he can get some time to like formulate his thoughts um, or maybe even have to look up something. Because um, some of the questions people ask are incredibly intricate. Mm -hmm. So, so the the other thing, there, I, I assume he's not going to listen between because it's come out Friday and everybody's going to be on Monday. But um, if he does, oh well. But um, Andrew supposedly, um, him and Chris were talking, and Chris was giving him grief about when Andrew was on the podcast last time. He ate something spicy and was like instantly just like sweating. Yeah, yeah, it was like a thing. So. Uh, Andrew is supposedly he's coming prepared this time and he's going to be wearing a hat. Okay. So if he doesn't, we should have something hot and spicy, <laughs> like ready on standby yep. just to mess with him a little bit. Um, and then we probably have to just reach around back and grab a hat for him. But he can't have any of those hats. Those are display only that I wear sometimes. All right. Hold on a second. Uh, I want to find. When our novelty thermometer is coming in. Oh my goodness. That is like, it's supposed to it be here. It should be um, either tomorrow or. what? I don't even know what today's date. Today is the 22nd. It's supposed to be here Friday. It's supposed to be here the 24th. That was the last. It's still the 24th. Yeah. So we're getting close to that. Our 12 inch thermometers supposed to be here Friday. That'll be a great Cyber Monday flash. Oh my show. gosh. I'm going to give away so many of those. <laughs> like. Unreal. Because I, to be honest, I can, I can throw those in a little envelope and ship them out for probably $2 um, USPS. So okay. our cost into it is going to be minimal right. on the yeah. shipping side. Um, that's usually, to be honest, that's, that's sometimes the hardest thing about giveaways is all the stupid shipping. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. But Cyber Monday, we're going to have uh, coupons like we've done in years past where we're going to give out like a 20% off coupon and that will be good for the first like five users. And then we're going to have a 15% coupon that's good for the first like 15 or 10 users, whatever. And then like a, just a general coupon. Um, so have your carts ready. Uh, make sure that as soon as we announce that coupon, you're able to pop right into it. Because if you don't, you're not going to get it. And we should have on Thanks Back Monday... So Monday after Thanksgiving, free shipping is what? Over $35? 25. 25? Yeah. Am I supposed to reveal that? No, that's fine. Okay. Um, so like if you want to get stuff through the day, we have flash sales, things happen. You don't have to save up and just order like once. Like
for yeah. free shipping should be low enough. When you get to $25, we have a flash sale, you like it, just go buy it. And then you'll get, yeah, you're going to get more packages sent to you potentially. Um, but you don't have to like save up and wait on everything. Would you like some chocolate-covered pretzels, peanuts, and then assorted nuts? No. Purchasing was making fun of me because I came in like six times to eat this yesterday. So they just gave it to me. I want some, but no. Why I do you say no now. like that? Are you trying to lose weight? Oh, I need, I need to lose weight. But I just, yeah. Sugar, no. I already, I, I forgot we were doing podcasts this morning um, when I was on my way in. And I had some other errands to run. So I was like, I'm hungry. Stopped by Quick Trip, got a breakfast burrito. Um, so ate that, then eat some of this. I just full don't want more food either, but I love, love chocolate covered stuff. But that has to go away. It's don't need it good. today. It didn't, so out of sight, out of mind. Um, well, where are we going? Here we go. Do you want to talk about that or no? Um, wouldn't say it's dead it's just you don't think that version of it is oh that version yeah yeah okay but something's still coming yeah 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 uh so those of you who follow us on social media or, or pay attention to a lot of what we post on logistics um know that we've been working on a dry curing cabinet testing it from a, a vendor and we are not going to bring that in it just doesn't perform and do what it's supposed to do it is supposed to like control humidity and it does not at all um did you try dry aging in it yet gonna still try that but yeah i'm gonna go buy some primals and we'll get it in the big one at least making dried sausage not really a success i mean we we made some it's been good but to for something to be like truly like a quality product it's just not there well, a couple of things for the people who are like, well, we made pepperoni in that one. And then we made that land Jaeger that Dylan said was some of the best dry cured sauce or one of the best examples of a dry cured sausage he'd ever seen. Um, I pulled those and wiped them with vinegar so many times because they were growing mold um, to the point where we even tried loading the big one, fermenting, like getting that pH drop. Then moving it to the smokehouse, stabilizing it in there at like I think it was 120 degrees internal temperature for four hours, putting it back in there. And we were like, we're good. We went multiple weeks without a hint of mold. We're like, all right, cool. If we want to do it, this is how you have to do it. I took Friday off, checked on them Thursday. They were fine. Came back Monday. And my initial thought was somebody had taken some sort of weird push tab and pushed it into the side of the sausage as like a sensor or something. Because it was all white with just like a little bit of bluish green in the middle. No, they, and then I looked, I'm like, wait, they're on a bunch of them. They sprouted mold like bad. Mm -hmm. So those had already been fermented. They'd already been then slightly thermally processed. So that draws more moisture out of them. And then the units still allow mold to grow. And this is after like everything got wiped down with vinegar in between, everything got sanitized in between. So there's just not enough way to control airflow or humidity in there. Yeah. So we're moving on. Um, we're going to bring in, a, we're going to try a different vendor 
Um, power didn't go out or anything? Would that affect the unit? Does it have like a backup potentially? It doesn't, but no, power didn't go out over okay. the week. I mean, I assume we would know. Um, so yeah, we're going to bring in a different vendor. I'm still going to go forward with like what's already in there because why wouldn't I? Um, but yeah, we're going to use a vendor that actually has a humidity tank in there um, and proper airflow. So we'll, yep. we'll see what happens. So something's still coming. Just going to be a little bit longer of a wait. Yeah. Hopefully not as long as like some things that we've promised people. We'll like, see. Like electric stuffers. Yeah, that, that took was us, the like, big one. Two years. That was the big one. We kind of learned our lessons to at least not put it online available for pre-order. Yeah. I, I yeah. It, it, like the electric stuffers took so long, but in my opinion, like it was worth it because of what we have today is such an amazing product. So we had uh, we had the vendor in. Was it last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, week before the the vendor was in recently, and I want a ten millimeter stuffing tube for this because that's what I've been running on this. Now you're only going to be able to do that on like pork, um, and I mean if you make chicken snack sticks, you can do it on chicken as well. You're not going to want to do it on beef. You're not going to want to do it on wild game. It's just too thick for that. You need the twelve millimeter tube. But once I showed them how well it ran on with the 10 millimeter tube, they were like, okay, we'll make that for you. So should be able to make pork snack sticks on uh, 16 millimeter. You guys are going to hate me. I cheated on you guys yesterday. Um, I had a twin pack of Slim, ja- Slim Jims yesterday. Okay. <laughs> and um, it hurt my stomach. So I want you to know it wasn't like I had a great time or anything, but it did taste phenomenal. So. He says you're going to hate me like we don't already. That's weird. <laughs> uh, get that, clip that. Drunk, I, I still go buy store-bought snack sticks. Like if I don't have anything and I'm out somewhere, I forget where it was the other day, I bought a bag of like old Trapper like oh, snack sticks. Oh, you got the sticks. bag? Yeah, oh, the man. whole bag. I, I, I had I had a hangry wife and a, ha- a couple hangry kids. And I was like, everyone needs some protein. There you and go. And that looked like instant the best yeah. option and to be honest, it was it was okay yeah. it wasn't it wasn't something it wasn't like something we made um uh, but it was still it was good did we have the timber creek meat snack sticks on the podcast that i got when i went out golfing did we really so. not okay well i've got some more of their uh summer sausage um so i'll bring that in for next week and we can try that but yeah they had a pineapple teriyaki Whoa. something that Whoa. was with ghost pepper Whoa. or no what we <laughs> pineapple teriyaki then the other one they had they just called ghost sticks and it was just like a basic with a good amount of ghost pepper they were both really really good cool and they used large sticks like i think it was 21 oh, ones yeah and then instead of like a clean cut on the end it was more like a a sausage mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if they just did that and hung them or if they laid them on racks but yeah, no. sometimes like uh, I don't know. You see some guys that that's just what they've used forever is twenty ones, uh-huh. and so they just keep doing it. It hasn't that I, I don't know in like the the like gas station market. It's been like over the years, like everybody wants like small, tiny snack sticks. You started to see like more come out with like big twenty one millimeters again. Um, I've been seeing them pop up more and more often in gas stations and convenience stores and yeah, whatnot. The, the 21s I made right before I started using 16 on those, I liked. It's a it's different than the 19 millimeter for sure and way different than the 16 millimeter, but yeah, it's it's a good way to do it. 
Uh, another thing we're going to do is I've already taken the pH of a couple of batches of snack sticks I made recently. We're going to bring Dylan's or Walton's um, a water activity meter reader on here and we'll run it while the live stream is going. And if those are shelf stable with pH and with water activity, I'll send out a bunch of those. If not, I've got jerky. Okay. So, okay. Uh, all right. We did all that. Moving on. Okay. This isn't really meat matters, but I... I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, I have a note saying perhaps the most important study of all time has been released. And what it is, is eating pasta does not lead to weight gain, says experts. Whoa. Pasta has a low glycemic index and therefore does not increase blood sugar levels to the same degree as comparable carbohydrates. Researchers at St. Michael's Hospital conducted a systematic review and meta-analysis of all available data on the subject from randomized controlled trials. They found 30 trials involving almost 2,500 participants who consumed pasta instead of other carbohydrates as part of a healthy diet with a low glycemic index. So it's not the pasta, it's the Italian sausage sauce and bread I'm eating at the same time. Pasta's back on the menu. No, it's probably the bread. Why yeah. is pasta different than bread? It's because low glycemic index. Did you not hear? Did you not hear what enough? I just read? I, I, but Pay it, attention. Isn't it all? Doesn't it all come just from wheat? I have no clue. Dude. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> don't poke holes in this for me. <laughs> I don't like, understand. I'm going to start eating pasta again, and you're going was, to so be happy So you were for actively me. avoiding yeah, pasta, pasta because anymore. you thought it was just terrible for you. Yeah. Okay. Is it like a certain type I'm of sick pasta? Of being fat. Does it need to be like no. whole grain? You're not even pasta? fat. Just wait till you're really fat and you go like, man, I wish I was that size again. Oh, man. It doesn't say that. It just says pasta. I look for like brand recommendations or anything. It just says pasta. So all pasta is back available. Well, you could have had some of that like, what is it, like chickpea pasta or whatever. They, they're, <gasps> they're, they're making pasta out of like everything hmm. now, dude. White trash pasta. I can have that again. Oh, What's with the, that? with like the, the crack pasta, it's like uh, bacon, cheese, and like uh, no. What? Okay, mine's way yours. more. What's, what's your? Mine is pasta cooked in or with butter, and then uh, cheap uh, Parmesan Pink cheese. Oh, yeah. and uh, Frank's Red Hot. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so. Oh, I know that's good. what it's called. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I call. Oh, it. that's amazing. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Okay, so look for me to either maybe get fat or not, depending. Oh, man. Maybe uh, we should start another weight loss competition. <laughs> that probably isn't a bad idea, to be honest. Um, really what it is, I've got to stop doing so much drunk cardio. That's the problem. It's because... <laughs> yeah. Was it not working anymore? It just needs to be just cardio instead of drinking and cardio. Come on. I do love it, though. He it's, was three weeks hard into like, dude, I'm going, oh, it's the best time. No, ever. I'm still doing it. Oh, I'm still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. I haven't what? stopped doing it. It's awesome. I got to cut it out. It, it makes cardio that I'm like Hold happy to do. Huh? Are you? Are you... Are you drinking a lot first and then cardio or are you drinking while cardio? Okay. So there's two ways it goes. It's, it always starts off with, I get home, I have a two fingers of whiskey, and then I walk my dogs. Then I come back and I either will have another finger of whiskey and go down there, or I'll grab a couple of beers and go down there and drink them while I'm going. I tend to get angrier and do more cardio, like at a higher rate, if I bring beers with me. Oh, really? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe the carbs from the beer, like, fuel me, like, as I'm yeah. going. But yeah, no, you sweat out all the alcohol, Ugh, so you wake I up vomit, perfectly dude. fine the next day. There's no hangover. 
Now, you sweat it out. Granted, but, uh, I'm only, only having three like, shots and two right, like yeah. four drinks total. So it's not, you know, I wouldn't be really hungover anyways. Yeah. But anyways. Oh, by the way, they do have a wine you can drink while working out. It's like meant to be used during that. Burt Kreischer was pushing it for a so little bit. So it's specifically for that? I mean, not. I'm sure you can have it without working out. Right, yeah, right. He was running on a treadmill and drinking at the same time. And, and, and it was for that. It wasn't just something, of course, he would do. So. I don't know. Any <laughs> drinking advice or activities that you start getting into like Burt Kreischer territory, yeah, yeah. you should probably stop. Yeah, Consult the doctor. Tough sell, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Monique sent me this uh, this graphic here that says the most consumed type of meat by country, including fish and seafood. But I've got some questions on it. So number one, it shows the US, Canada, and most of South America is poultry. We've already been over that. That's true. Um, Americans for the first time ever ate more than a hundred pounds of poultry per average adult, I think it was last year. So poultry is the number one thing we consume. Brazil is still bovine meat. So good for Brazil. Then it's like, no, 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 no. What? Brazil is poultry. Argentina is bovine. Duh. I need to go back to geography apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I just, you I was saying Hitler escaped to Brazil, dude. <laughs> what an idiot. I was, <laughs> I was literally talking about this, uh, like this past weekend, um, talking about like, yeah. Uh, I, the guy who got elected in Argentina. No, <laughs> brought it up. no. So we were talking, it was, it was about food. I think we were eating like, it's cause we were eating, uh, went to farmer's market, was eating some like Argentinian cookies okay. and I, I didn't know where it was from, but I was telling my wife, I'm like, it tastes like they're from Argentina because I did a, I did a, like a, I don't know, bigger port on Argentina back in the day back oh, when I was in school. Wow. And then, so we were talking about it and I'm like, wow. yeah, Argentina, lots of beef production, this and that. Like I was talking it up. So it was just kind of interesting that, yeah, this is like. How did you identify them as Argentinian cookies? Uh, because of the type of caramel that was inside it. Wow. That's sophisticated palate there, sir. I don't yeah. even know where Brazil is versus Argentina. And you know, you can identify a cookie based on the type of caramel. Yeah. It, it, and it is caramel, not caramel. That's it, it, which, whichever. There's okay. no right or wrong way. But yeah, that's, that is almost depressing that like the whole Western hemisphere, Argentina, that's it. Yep. And then in, uh, you've got Kazakhstan and a couple countries around that. Then like the Sudan, Chad, Egypt are, uh, are bovine. No. This might be slightly wrong to say, but why is it? Is it India that like doesn't? Yeah, thinks okay. Is India, that India and Pakistan hate each other? So is that why? <laughs> is that why Pakistan is is bovine? That's heavy? possible. Because I guess. They just hate like, India. <laughs> Screw you! We're gonna eat your sacred cows. <laughs> um, it could also be. Uh, I know I've told the story before, but I went to Fiji ten years ago, um, and there were just cows randomly walking around that everybody could eat. They were like deer. Here, you just shoot huh. the cow and eat it. Um, <laughs> Never had a chance, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I bring it up, he's the, um, So that might be the same thing in Pakistan, right? It could be just like yeah. that they're a lot, like, you know. But anyways, uh, Russia is also poultry. But the one that surprises and makes me concerned about the validity of this list is China. It says China's main thing is fish and seafood. But if you look down, we've got poultry below pork significantly in China, depending. Now, this is the last month's sale. It's not 
the last year or whatever it was. But is this is are those two graphics from the same story? No. Okay. So I don't know what to believe. Do we know when the first graphic of the whole world was from? Don't know. Okay. But here, here's something else that's interesting. Look at the U.S. So poultry has been our number one for a while, but beef is above that. Do you think there's that big of an increase in beef sales during the holiday season that that could be the cause of this? Like, I think no. beef season as summer. Beef is not this time of year. No, it's ham ham and turkey. Right. I think of it's beef as more like a summer thing because people are grilling out a lot more. They're smoking a lot more. Yeah. So... Well, hold on. Around the, around the holidays in different countries, like Prime Rib and Beef Wellington and stuff like that, they might tend to more focus yeah. on instead of poultry like we do. So, No, I also um, – you said around the world? Yeah, in other countries. And right, right, but this is holidays. just the U.S. Oh, is that what the yeah. list is? So I don't know. And there you go. Anyways, don't know what to believe. Either we have eaten more beef or we eat more beef around the holidays than anyone realizes or – one of these things is lying to us. All right, let's go to uh, the meat logistics. I want to look at people's pictures that they've posted to the uh, what did everyone cook today? Well, this isn't what everyone cooked today. Uh, West Virginia Tim or WV Tim, I have to believe. We've been West over Virginia. this with him before. Yeah, okay, yeah. West Virginia Tim got himself a nice uh, dough and then made some awesome sausage. I couldn't figure out if that sausage is actually from that dough or not. Um, the sausage was posted first. So could be, couldn't be, I don't know. But the sausage looks great. Nice full stuff on his summer sausage at the bottom and his roped sausage looks great too. Then we've got Possum who ate some <laughs> Rocky Mountain oysters. Um, I don't like all of the extra stuff on the ones on the body. <laughs> right, that makes me no. way more uncomfortable than the testicles themselves. <laughs> the, the plate that he has in the second picture yeah. is the same plates I'm pretty sure I used growing up. <laughs> I love recognizing stuff. You like have that, that uh, the, the leaf pattern. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. okay. I could deal without the Clemson Tigers. Makes me remember Notre Dame losing to them. I don't have a lot of hate against Clemson. I'm not really, but I don't want to think about them losing. Oh, because they beat us? No. We beat them last year. The only reason I don't like Notre Dame is because I want them to lose in the overall rankings against K-State. There's a lot of teams I have actual distaste for. But Give me your top three dislike teams. Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama. Meanwhile, Iowa State. Where's right, yeah. the biggest rivalry? It's the biggest rivalry in college sports. Farm, Not even in your top three dislike teams? How does that make sense? No, because they don't... Uh, uh, they, the, those, the other teams, they get too much respect on stuff and they just get shown favor and everything. Iowa State has to earn everything they get. Okay. Mine are Michigan... Florida State, and I guess we could throw USC in there, but even though they're our uh -huh. biggest route, like, I, yeah. I just, I don't hate them. They've been bad for so long at this point that it stops being a rivalry at some point. They've been bad for so long. Yes, they have. This year, they're not good. They were, they were, they were good last year. No, they weren't. Were they not? Well, not in the point where they were in contention they for were top 10. anything. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, maybe. Okay. But it used to be back in the 90s, like, hated them because mm -hmm. they were always beating us. And then in the early 2000s, we had all those amazing games with the Reggie Bush push. Um, but then they just, like, they get overrated every year at the beginning of the year. Uh, they're just like the Cowboys. So, anyways. All right. Uh, Old Smokey was doing some chili cooking in a fire pit. 
That sounds like a great idea. That is like Mongo. Um, what does he say? Mongo need food. I can't remember what it is. Do you know what I'm? All I know is Mongo. All I know and remember is Mongo like candy. Mongo like candy. Great movie. You don't get it. What else can we say that wouldn't be too obvious? From the- no, can't do that one. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> can't do that one. Uh, there's blazing, a lot you can't do. Yeah, there's a lot. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, yeah. I was about to get us in a lot of trouble. All right. Uh, Serge made an awesome looking pizza, but I do want to point out this little odd piece down here. Now, I get that because I've had that trouble as well in the past. Sometimes you just end up with a little extra dough and you don't want to work it around to another side. So you just. And why cut it off? Leave it. Right. Yeah. yeah, but it that, looks good. That, that's great for either honey or ranch. Take that piece. Do you, have you ever? I, I don't know. Are you are you on board with that type of thing? Honey yeah. on pizza, crust. Oh yeah, yeah. Dip crust in yep. honey or crust in ranch. Yep, that's fine. She's one of two. No problem. Is your wife gonna make what? What are you guys making? Can she make uh, sourdough pancakes? Requests. Jesus Christ. for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Hold on. It's tomorrow. What are you doing? I don't know. I can ask her. Maybe. That's what I want. <laughs> you guys don't understand how good these pancakes were. The, the tone of your voice and the look in your face as you said that. I don't know. I will ask her to make sourdough pancakes. It's the only time I've ever enjoyed a pancake where I didn't put either. Like I put nothing on it. I ate Dude, them raw. This is a smart move, though, because it's like come around holiday times. I don't know what to get. John, that'd be a nice gift. And you just get a big plate of food and all your favorite stuff you told everyone you liked. That yeah, year. I oh, that's the love best. that. Yeah. Um, then Tex, unfor- not unfortunately, at everything I looked at, that is the best picture that's been in that in quite some time. It's a actually like well-taken picture. It's crisp, it's mm-hmm. clear, and the ribs look absolutely delicious. Oh, I saw that one. Delicious. Really yeah. That made me very hungry looking at that this morning. I was like, oh, yeah. I could go for I could Was it Tex that posted that, you said? Yeah. Oh, hey, whose house were you at, Tex? Who posted the, <laughs> who took, who made those ribs? Ooh. Ooh, that's insulting. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was I waiting just, for the alleviating laugh, and you were like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> I just remembered something. You're not going to like me. What'd you do? <laughs> I might have to make some sourdough pancakes, but they might not be for tomorrow. We'll see. I'll still talk to Jenny. What would they might be I'm going to talk her into sourdough pancakes probably twice now. We were talking with Tex uh, a few days ago. He talking if we were going to K-State game this weekend. Uh Um, He said he's probably cooking uh, some sort of stew or gumbo. And then I was trying to figure out what we were doing. So I'm talking to the rest of the family. I think we're doing Brenner. So nice. I could do sourdough pancakes nice. for tailgate. Burner's great. I haven't done that in way too long. I need to do burner again. Uh, another thing I've been doing is buying bacon at the store, taking our authentic buffalo. Uh, on bacon? Sprinkling it on bacon and then putting it on racks um, at like 350 degrees until it's just shy of crispy. And it is absolutely delicious snack. Maybe we should try cooking bacon on racks in there. Oh, that's I, the only way to do it, apparently. I don't really do it like just in like a... Uh, I don't know, a cookie sheet tray mm-hmm. in the oven. And I don't like. It's too hard to get it crisp. I don't. You just do a rack it, on top of that yeah, and you're there. Dude. The texture gets funky. I end up going just like, I just, I just end up going, I'm just going to take the extra time and mess. I'm going to cook it on stovetop because it's the texture is better. Yeah. Take one of those. It's 
Just like one of the jerky pants. The jerky pants, yeah. Okay. The perfect for it. Bacon, bacon's one of those, like, as you're cooking it, you're like, this looks, I mean, I, who even remembers it looking like that? And then the second it touches a paper towel, you go, oh, there you are. That's what it is. Hey, baby. <laughs> That's what Where it you is. been, gorgeous? <laughs> All right. Going on to Meat Matters, unless you got anything else you want to talk about. All right. Just don't forget, uh, live stream from 12 to 5 on Monday. Uh, first story is Profit trackers. It's cattle margins fall underwater. This is from Drover's Magazine. And my only real comment on it is that this is a lot like um, trigonometry to me in the in the sense that I don't even understand the premises oh, that nice. we're dealing with. Sure. Uh, because how is beef so expensive and everything from uh, the cattlemen, is, all their profits are down? Like, mm. An insane amount too. I don't know. Cattle or cattle feeders have seen profit margins tumble more than three hundred dollars per head over the past months, or past month, as cash prices erode an average of nearly nine dollars per hundredweight. Last week found margins decline about ninety-seven dollars per head to an average loss of two dollars and sixty-seven dollars per head, according to the Sterling Beef Profit Tracker. Now, explain to me how last week found margins decline about $97 per head head to an average loss of $267 per head. Does that mean that we're making $95 a head? This is the only way I can make sense of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was a, um, a profitable business until this. Okay. That marked the first average negative margin since October of last year. Beef packers found improving margins yet remained $69 head underwater. The packer feeder margin spread narrowed to $66 advantage to cattle feeders. For the week ending November 18th, cash cattle prices averaged $177.77 per hundredweight, which is roughly $2 lower than the previous week. Wholesale beef prices posted an average of $291 per uh, hundredweight, a $3.62 per hundredweight decline from the previous week. So coming down, hopefully that means we're going to see beef prices come down, but it won't. It will not. I've seen stuff all over the place. I've been to over the past like two, three weeks, like lots of different farmers markets, several different grocery stores, like in town, out of town. Um, and I every time I'm I'm out, I just have to look at beef prices. And I've seen stuff all over map to like I was looking at somewhere somebody had ribeyes for like uh sixteen bucks a pound at like yeah. farmers market, and I'm like, that's great. I almost bought some and I'm like no, I just wait. But then there's been others that like, uh, there's like $23 a pound. And I'm like, absolutely not, not doing it. I'm like what, I don't know, what is, what's real? I don't know what's, I don't know what's actually real, but it prices, they have seemed to be higher, but I've also seen some signs of like some prices actually pretty, coming down pretty low comparative, but I don't know where it's headed. So the guy we went or that guided us this weekend um, owns, I think he said six grocery stores in Northwest Kansas. It's Jamboree Foods. Um, and he said he bought, I can't remember how many cases, but a bunch of cases of beef at like a, a really good price. I think the deal was, you know, they were about to reach the end of their life. Um, but he said he sold all of them, like everything from that in the first day. He just advertised beef on sale at reasonable price. And everyone just like came in and just was like, yep, we'll take all of it. Yeah. So Clearly, there's still the appetite for it. It's the price that is pushing people off of eating as much beef, which could very well be what they, whoever they are, want. So, yeah. All right. Um, 
Next article is from Politico. It says, the stakes are high. Florida Republicans want to ban lab-grown meat. Farming and cattle are incredibly important to the industry, uh, Senator Sora said. So I think this is a very relevant discussion for our state to have. Sioris is a developer who said he doesn't have ties to agriculture, said he hopes Florida will become the first state to ban cultured meat. Now, it wouldn't be the first place to ban cultured meat because Italy is far ahead of us at that point. They have already banned any type of, of cultured meat. Um, without legislation, untested, potentially unsafe, and nearly unregulated laboratory-produced meat could be made available in Florida. Uh, Simpson said he's an egg farmer. Now, the unregulated part, I find very unlikely. Yeah, that's not gonna that will happen. be regulated within. Although, to be honest, it that type of thing is going to have a lot of money behind it. You're gonna they're gonna lobby hard. I wouldn't put it past them skirting outside the normal, um, like processes that the USDA is going to have amongst other meat processing facilities. I could see them just getting like. Just having to be like FDA inspected. Yeah. FDA inspected is not the same as USDA. Yeah, they won't, they won't do USDA inspection. I mean, the big thing with USDA inspection is the slaughter, right? It's not even necessarily as much the processing. It's it's all of it. It's all of it? It's all of it. Okay. I always thought it was more of the, the slaughtering. I mean, it's, I don't know. Because a non-USDA plant will often bring in boxed beef, right? So what's the difference there? It's that they're not killing. Yeah. That might just be my uh, perception on things, though. I could be wrong. I have to look into that and get some more clarification, but I don't know. I want to acknowledge the personal growth I'm showing by saying I could be wrong. But, yeah, it's just, yeah. I don't I don't personally like the, the whole lab-grown meat stuff, but at the same time, like, I think the more, the more that people, like, do stuff like this, like, the more it just draws attention to it. Why not just let them do what they're doing? Just don't, just don't give subsidies to them. That's where I yeah. start to look at, and I'm like, are we gonna, are we gonna offer them millions of dollars to build uh, a processing facility, and then millions of dollars in tax abatements, and then millions of dollars in just grant money to do their research and figure out how to make it cheaper because it's too expensive? It's like, if somebody wants to do it, make them figure it out. We need to get rid of all corporate welfare, in my mind. All of it. All right. Uh, next one is uh, meat consumption is rising, but not in the way you think. It says it's no surprise that meat consumption has been steadily rising for some time now. For about as long as we've been tracking it, the food system has been shifting to more feed crops like soy and corn, more farm animals and more chickens and chops on dinner tables. With the release of his book, Animal Liberation, in 2023, the philosopher Peter Singer pointed out, again, U.S. meat consumption has increased 24% since 1975. But these facts, though they may be true, are not the whole story. It's a common story. A US, or as the U.S. became wealthier, food became cheaper, and meat consumption ticked steadily upward. Data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture backs that up. Our raw meat production has more than doubled since 1970, but it turns out how much meat we eat in the U.S. may no longer be on the rise at all. Here's why. Basically, they go over and say this doesn't calculate for amount that's actually thrown out and amount that we feed our animals. But guess what? I bet that percentage is lower than other food that we throw out. <laughs> and the numbers from 1975 also didn't calculate in what we feed to animals and the amount we throw out. So there's just so much cope in this article where they're like, no, we're not actually eating more meat. We're not actually. Yes, we absolutely are. Um, even if you take that out, 
uh, and factor in how many more people there are in the U.S. now, right? Like, because this is just by how much. This isn't by how much per person. It's still an increase of 17%, which is great. Awesome numbers. Um, yeah. So the the amount that's fed to animals and the amount that's thrown out, who cares about that? So good job, Americans. We are eating more meat than ever, as we should be. I ever, uh, I ever tell you about the, sorry, you're just little. You're good. Your, your, your powwow there just reminded me of a history teacher I had that would like, he got everyone jazzed up about like, we're from the USA. Yeah, we got, you know, red, white, and blue. And then he's like, got the old school projector going. And then he had like rankings of where we are academically and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're showing like our academic, or, you know, our little to no academic prowess compared to like, you know, Sweden and even countries you wouldn't even imagine are sure. just way above us. And he's going down, chanting down the aisles. He's going, U.S. <laughs> U.S. So he's trying to have this Robin Williams moment. And I was looking at the guy. I was like, this guy's a nut job. But it's cool fact. That is pretty cool, yeah. though. Yeah. It's all since. The, he was trying. So it's I all since the that. Department of Education was formed. Yeah. Um, all right. China's sow herd declines for the 10th consecutive month. Data from the Chinese Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Affairs reveals that China's sow herd has decreased to 42.1 million, down from 42.4 million in September, making a marking a 10th consecutive month of decline. However, the state broadcaster CCTV indicated that the government still considers this level to be higher than necessary, as pork consumption has been lower than anticipated and productivity has continued to rise. The situation has put pressure on hog prices in China, which are now 42% lower than they were a year ago. The ministry has stated its intentions to stabilize the situation and encourage a more reasonable level of production. However, specific details about the policy shifts that may be implemented to achieve this goal have not been provided. I don't understand why they don't think that's just already, it sounds like they're already doing it, right? 10 months of continued like negative growth. China is a command economy. Sounds like the government has already stepped in and been like, no, you're eating or we're producing less pork now. Yeah. Um, so this is just from Ag Fund News. Uh, we won't talk about it much, but cultivated meat, 70 to 90% of players will fall in the next year. Um, this is uh, from Elaine Watson, um, but it says, on paper, cultivated meat might seem like a no-brainer. Unlike plant-based options, which still don't quite hit the spot for many consumers, it promises the allure of real meat without the ethical and environmental baggage that comes from with plundering our oceans and raising billions of sentient land animals for food. That I, sentence is just a beautiful. Sentence. Where do you think she falls on this? Yeah, on this uh, whatever <laughs> battlefield. Um, so you know, could we? It's it, nice. Is it? The, 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 yeah, I'd bet a lot of money this was not put into the opinion section. This Probably is not. Meant to be an editorial, uh -huh. and it's that's just horrible. But yeah, it's the world we live in. It is the world we live in. Um, but it is nice when someone tells you who they are and where they, you know, what their beliefs are in the first paragraph, yeah. so that you can then color the rest of the the facts of the article. Um, but doesn't really matter because uh, basically they're saying almost the entire industry is going to get wiped out because there just is not the demand for it. All the uh, initial uh, venture capitalism is start or, or uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Venture, venture capital. capitalism. Yeah. Or capital. Thank you. Um, is starting to dry up and they're having to rely on actual sales and the sales are just not there. All right. Moving on. 
scientists make bold claim that the best way to cook a steak is in a microwave. Whoa. This is why nobody likes those nerds. <laughs> no, no. Meat does not cook in a microwave. My wife tried to cook bratwurst in a microwave one time, and it did not turn out okay, well. Okay. We don't do that. From raw? Here yeah. is what the guy is actually saying. <laughs> He's saying what you should do is put it in the microwave for a minute or two, and then- At what setting? Uh, it, it didn't. There's it's a good question. didn't say. But he, and then pan fry it at incredibly high heat a minute aside. He also says in this not to here. salt your steak before frying it because salt draws moisture out of the meat. So you're actually making it tougher. I was going to try that one. He says that not to do, like, if you're going to grill like you normally do, just do whatever you, you know, go ahead, salt it, season it before. But if you're pan frying it, do not salt it first. Okay. I was interested in that. I was going to try. Well, if you did a, so how a lot of people in the pan, they do the butter base or whatever. Would uh -huh. you not use butter or would you use unsalted butter? Does that matter? I don't well? know if that matters. Um, at the end of the article, though, it does say like Gordon Ramsay says this is nonsense. Keep well, salting course. your stuff before. Dodo. The, the, I mean, just going back to the beginning, you know, if you cook something in the microwave, maybe people have a better microwave than I have, but microwaves do not cook evenly at all. Like, for At least sure. in my experience, yeah. like they come out like hot spots, cold spots. Like, yeah, there's a. Isn't that why it rotates? Still, I mean, yeah, work. but if you really read the packaging on a lot of stuff, it's like you have <gasps> to like put it on a certain wattage. So, like, you're supposed to change depending on what you're eating. You're supposed to go power level one through right. nine. I never, I, I never change it. And then you're supposed to rotate stuff. Sometimes either flip it over. Or, you know, just like with pizza, if I have two slices, I'll take them and then spin them to where the inside's now the outside and stuff like that. So there's, you know, there's white trash methods. I've never again. done there's, any yeah. of that stuff. Um, real quick, uh, I think you were in the room, so don't jump in if, if you were. When you go and buy a bag of like boneless buffalo wings, frozen boneless buffalo wings, what, do you, what temperature do you cook them to? I was, I, not, I don't know. I was not in the room for this. Okay. Time. I don't know. I look, I look at the, the, the box and see if they say fully cooked or not. Okay. If they say fully cooked, then I just heat them up. If, if they're not fully cooked, then, um, I don't know. I cooked them till at least 165, okay. like probably higher to be honest, because they're not crispy enough. So what's the I question? What I, what I put the oven at? No. What do you cook the internal temp, like internal temperature of the, of frozen wings too? Mm -hmm. Like I don't even, I don't even check them. I just I throw them in the I throw them in the oven at 350 for like no less than what 10 12 like until you start to sizzle and see it and yeah. then and then I'll try like whatever it usually says however many minutes and I set the timer on that and it's Do you have a digital pretty. thermometer at home? Yes, I've had a couple here. Then why wouldn't you use it? kind of broke. Well, it's well usually frozen wings are already prepared. They're already cooked. Okay. You have to go out of the way to find. I've never paid course. attention to the fact that it says fully cooked somewhere <laughs> yeah. on it. So I've always cooked everything up to 165. <laughs> I thought like, uh, always. Dude, there's yeah. been times here you're temping frozen. And I'm like, dude, those are fully cooked. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of it. Yeah. So it's like probably nice. But <laughs> if, if you read it, it'll say fully cooked. And then sometimes it'll even say like, okay, you still need to do this. Right. Cooked too. Yeah. Give, but those are suggestions. Procedures. Yeah. And I ignore it all. To be honest, there's times when I actually ate something with chicken yesterday that uh, didn't it did not say fully cooked on it and it had safe cooking instructions cooked 165 blah 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 but i looked at it and i'm like that's been cooked they're just this is just a cya thing right so i i just i don't know i probably heated it to 120 degrees okay. ate it 
just enough to be warm. Dude, just warm. Yeah. I was at the arena the other day and like an idiot, I was like, let me get a grilled chicken sandwich, you know? And then, but then like, as I start to like the scene unfold in front of me of all these people that like have never been behind, they're, they're not fry cooks. They're yeah, not, no, no, no. they're volunteer. They're kind of like, yes. I, got, I got one in the window. I got a chicken and it's their first order. Cause I'm, I'm working there. So I'm early and I got, I got, I got a grilled chicken. You want to fry with that, sir? Yeah. Fry. I go, here's diet Pepsi. I go, I'm supposed to get half off. I don't know what to do. They have like a, <laughs> they have a sheet. He's like, hold on. I go, hold on. Let's take a breath. You have a paper there. Let me sign it's it. Okay. I'll put the thing. And then as, as I'm eating it upstairs, I was like, is this even cooked? Like, yeah. I know it was, but I started to really investigate. You know, when you're in a dimly lit room, anything you're looking at does not look cooked or as it should. So I stopped eating it. So, yeah. On the flip side, have you ever had, I guess you always fully cook it. Better question for Patrick. Yes. Have you ever had chicken that looked like it was fully cooked mm. and you just warm it up and then you eat it and you realize this is raw? Yeah, I've been I into one, I've been into one thing <laughs> one time where it was fully like I go my body knew and I like rejected it like it was a weird impulse yeah, yeah. like it was I years ago from an actual place and I go full bite it was like I go oh that's cold and then like as soon as I like look down and then you go the flavor's not right and I go oh that's completely pink and it was just like a push away from my face and I was like <gasps> isn't it weird that I have no problems eating raw beef but the thought of just mm. A little bit undercooked poultry disgusts me. <laughs> so, all right. Semi hauling 1900 piglets overturns in Ohio. Oh, and no. how do you fit that many on a semi? That's what I thought. Like, that's insane. It must be multiple levels. I guess. Uh, but they rounded up most of them. So, just a few of them out there being coyote food. That's, no, well, that's not good. So, I, I saw on. something the other day that if you take like a domestic pig, mm -hmm. you put it in the wild oh, for like a month feral hog yeah that's how like, that's why we have such a feral hog problem is because they escaped from farms and just repopulate or they go feral yeah. and repopulate that within how, a month have you seen babe <laughs> <laughs> within like a month they will start growing like thick fur and their tusks will start like as soon as you get them out of the farm that's environment wild. they're like how does this is what i am it's just it that just blows my mind yeah well, nature is wild. All right, moving on to um, wild card. First one we have, we can't show the video, but that video, if you scroll down a little bit, gave me absolute, just so much anxiety. Um, they put a camera on a great white shark's dorsal fin and just it swimming through and hunting through kelp fields. I forced myself to watch it, but I did not like it. <laughs> They should Ugh. they should remake Jaws by doing stuff oh. like that and like getting real footage. Actual footage. Yeah. So there is a a movie called The Reef. Um these guys fly down to Australia. They're they're like businesses to take yachts and sail them to whoever bought them. Um and they hit a reef, they bring their girlfriends, they hit a reef in the middle of the night, boat flips over, they're in the middle of nowhere, no shipping channels, no nothing. So the one guy's like, we're going to die if we don't try to swim to this island. It's like 10 miles away. And then one of the guys who doesn't have a girlfriend with him is like, I fish these waters. I know what's out there. I'm not getting in the water. Ooh. So they use real great whites in that. Um, and it is super creepy. Have you ever seen that. that movie Open Water where they're like yeah. stuck? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not it, afraid of those sharks though. Well, it's like, it's a great premise, but like for the year the movie came out and the budget it had and the TVs, we all watched it on. We didn't see anything. It's just darkness for like half the movie. And That's you just fair. know they're floating. Yep. It's like the Blair Witch, but in the ocean, it was just kind of <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the 
premise uh, behind this article more was sharks spend a lot more time way, way down in the ocean than we previously thought. Um, it's that layer that like the twilight zone, they call it, where like no real light gets down to it. And animals from the very deep come up during that time because um, that's as high as they can or that's as high as they can come without, you know, damaging their eyes or whatever. And it's about as deep as pelagic sharks go because, you know, they have to see to be able to eat. Um, but they're starting to think like, okay, is there way more biomass down there than we previously thought? Like what is happening to force these sharks to, to go down to that depths? Is it, is there a whole new food source that we don't understand that's down there? Um, but yeah, I just, I thought that was a, a cool thought and a good reminder that we don't know anything about the ocean anything could be down there oh it's yeah very uncharted yeah anything including megalodon there's another ocean down there that is the premise of one of those you know the uh movie the meg how do you know of course we know the movie the meg he talks about all the time it's that book he read with sharks in it. the meg yeah just say yes they came out with jason statham it was about the megalodon shark movie oh yeah i remember that one no you don't (laughs) Anyways, one of the premises Your is perfect. in World War II, a, a, a sub got sunk and it went down in the Pacific Ocean and actually crashed through the floor and there's another oh, ocean no, underneath right. it. And it's awesome. Absolutely great. Okay. Uh, bitterroot grizzly transplant plans are dismissed. Um, so recovering the bitterroot. So I care about this because the bitterroot is where we go. Uh, when we go up to rendezvous and I don't, I like the fact that I can walk around Montana and not worry about grizzlies. Yeah. Why? Like, I I understand people love animals. They want them to like live everywhere, but like there, there's a reason why animals no longer live in some places because we have humans have taken over different areas. One of which could be uh, where grizzlies live. One could be, Buffalo across Kansas. We don't have Buffalo anymore. If we had, I know this is a touchy subject for probably some of the people that, yeah, we're associated with, but Mm -hmm. um, like it would be a bad thing to have like Buffalo, like running across the middle of Kansas, running across K96 over here. Terrible. That'd be a bad idea. Terrible idea. Who was that? I don't know. No clue. I just saw eyes eyes and a hat. I think it was your dad. I would assume so. But normally he would just walk in as your brother. Could have been my old brother. Yeah, that's probably cool. Um, Somebody just stuck their head in and then turned around and left. It's too bright with the lights here. Like, couldn't (laughs) see. Dark over there. There is also a reason that the Memphis Grizzlies are a thing, because there used to be Plains Grizzlies around Memphis, and we killed them all off because they wouldn't stop killing us. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's a good reason to keep humans and grizzly bears separated. They're 1,200-pound, 11-foot-tall monsters with swords for fingers like gosh i do not want that roaming around my house uh but this is actually all about back in the 90s some plan was enacted to start reintroducing grizzlies to certain areas because they do fall on the uh, endangered species or under the endangered species act which means that the government has a responsibility to monitor and protect them these bears they were going to put in it was basically a, a a special exemption um, so they would have been able to be managed without having to worry about the fact that they're endangered species, meaning if you had a nuisance bear or anything like that, the local city council could just be like, yep, go kill it. Um, but they were they sued for a long time to get them to stop doing this. And it's 
markets going forward again. Problem is, um, grizzlies have started showing up in the Bitterroot Valley because we've protected them for so long, their populations are increasing and spreading out. Uh, one of them, uh, grizzly bears pushing, keep pushing east, now in the Missouri Breaks region. Uh, so the Missouri Breaks region is not in Missouri, for those who- uh, By the Missouri River, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's in uh, Montana, uh, but it's east. So they keep moving further and further east. Uh, needs to be closely monitored because while I like the idea of having mountain lions around Kansas, I do not like the idea of having grizzly bears around Kansas. Although maybe that would give me an excuse to buy that high point 10 millimeter I wanted to buy. Yeah. Is, did I show you a picture of it? The ugliest gun ever created? Mm -mm. There's a high point, which is a very inexpensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. It yeah. looked like what... Somebody would try to make a mock sci-fi gun back in the 80s look like. Huh. Just terrible. But shoots 10 millimeter. I don't have a 10 millimeter. Are you looking up the Missouri Breaks region? He's looking where the Missouri River goes. Why is it the Missouri River? I don't know why it's called the Missouri Breaks. It's a long ways away from Missouri. Yeah. Does it like... It's got to have something else to do with it. Have a major flow point in Missouri? Is that what cuts across the middle of Missouri? Okay. Probably. Texas woman asks for public's help identifying mysterious animal caught on camera near her home. What does that look like to you? It's like, uh, I don't know. It looks like a like combination a, of two animals. Like a coyote that has some DNA damage. I don't know. <laughs> but it's too big for a coyote. Yeah. But I don't know what else it would be. The head and the ears look like a wild hog to me. The body looks like a mountain lion. Yeah, I just don't think it looks like it. I, I get more of the hog front. It doesn't look, I don't think that could be a mountain lion, but what, did the, what do they think it is? They don't know. They don't know. That can't, well, the chupacabra. Um, but that definitely is not a hog body. It has way too... Uh, its stomach is too small. It's not fat enough. And its hind haunches are not right at all for I, any type of pig. I think it's fake. I'm just going with fake. Not real. Okay. I could see that. Someone's just looking for publicity. People do do weird things for Doo -doo. attention. See? Like that. <laughs> just like that. All right. You got anything else? Nope. We're wrapped up. We will see you guys on Monday, uh, 12 p.m., waltons.com slash live for our long, long live stream. Looking forward to it. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out the Meat Logistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.